Guys, welcome in to Grabbing the Brisket Show. It is a pleasure uh, to have all of us in the same room. It's been a while since we've been able to do this. And uh, welcome in, Matt. Welcome in, Alex. Uh, I feel like the last couple of weeks, Matt's been in, but Alex has probably been out a lot, yeah. right? W- welcome, in, welcome in, James. Like, welcome in, James, what about John? of course. Uh, John, uh, and John, John is a staple. He's always here. Uh, but more importantly, let's welcome in Brianna Stark of... House of Stark, Game of Thrones. Okay. Not only is uh no wrong no nope, Bri- wrong one. No, this okay. Is, this is I why did we not don't let you introduce. This is why you're not allowed. Did to not. Us. Okay. How about this? Uh, Brianna Stark, uh, badass social media influencer, um, married to barbecue, and is and and also a competition cooker. How about that? Yeah. Hey, welcome, man. Yeah, I like that. I like being described as a competition cooker more than I like being described as an influencer. You know, the social media world is still, I mean, I've got a year under my belt now, but it's been a learning experience. But I always feel like influencer sounds so silly. I'm like, right. I don't know. I'm just a girl who loves doing barbecue and loves sharing stuff. So and I'm glad that other people like it too, you know? The, the no, whole, the whole influencer it's so for me it's just so cringy it's so what when oh oh, i'm catching influencers in the wild and and i I really feel bad for myself i'm like when i'm i'm doing something in the garage and i got the ring light up and (laughs) people drive by or they're walking their dogs i'm just like i wave i'm like hey like, best of luck to you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but be signing something. Right. Yeah. So I, I fully understand what you say, uh, what you're saying there, Brianna. But to, hey, welcome into the Grab and Brisket podcast. Yeah. No. Thank you. Every time I order, um, I'll order like DoorDash or Instacart or something. Like, hey, I realize I'm out of an ingredient and I'm in the middle of filming, so I'll order Instacart and I'll have like my my like studio lights set up in my kitchen and I've got a window out of my kitchen that you can see right as you walk up and I'm like god these delivery people probably think I'm some lunatic with all these lights and ring lights and all this stuff set up into my kitchen <laughs> you know I maybe so but um I think it's becoming more and more the norm right now right like I think like every person has a ring light and everybody's got a a boom stick that they can hold their phones out further I mean this is you know Five years ago when you saw this, you're like, I don't know what they're doing. Right, selfie sticks. That's weird. <laughs> like, come on. But now it's so mainstream. And I feel like if you're going to be on social media at all, if you don't have these things, then you're just kind of lagging behind. Well, I, I don't know. So I'm telling you, like, I am lagging behind in a major way, like, as far as equipment goes. Like, I still film everything on my iPhone. Now, granted, I have the new, like, iPhone what is it? 12, 13, yeah, those things make Pro. movies. We've seen the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> but like literally my, um, my, my lights are off Amazon and they were just like the most affordable ones I could find. My ring light is broken and I use it as a stand when I'm filming like all the time and it's totally broken and like the top notch doesn't work. But I've figured out how it works for me. And my husband asked me the other day, he's like, when are you just going to buy a new one? I go, I don't know. This one has gone viral a lot of times. So I kind of trust it at this point. <laughs> nice. Nice. This is the lucky mic stand. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but don't be afraid to buy another one just to show the one you have. It can be replaced, right? <laughs> I'm a creature of habit. You know, this whole, like I said earlier, like this whole social media thing just kind of all happened by... Not not by accident. I mean, I put a lot of work into it, but 
you know, that first video we ever posted a barbecue, it just like we posted it on a whim. We had bought that, you know, Oklahoma Joe's Bronco barrel smoker that morning. And we had been playing around with posting TikToks of like riding our four wheelers and stuff. And, you know, we'd gained like 10,000 followers just from the four wheeler content. And I was like, well, this is kind of fun. You know, I didn't really think anything of it at that point. And then, you know, Andy was like, hey, we should, we should do a barbecue TikTok. And I was like, well, I don't want to drag the competition because, you know, we have a big competition trailer. I was like, I don't want to drag the big competition trailer all the way to the house out of storage just to film a TikTok. I was like, that seems silly. And he goes, well, I'm going to go to Academy and get a smoker. <laughs> I said, OK, all right, well, you go do that. And it's like 8 a.m., mind you. And he comes home with a couple racks of ribs and a new Oklahoma Joe's Bronco barrel smoker. We seasoned it for a couple of hours, you know, threw it down through olive oil and let it let it smoke, kind of let it season a little bit. And then um, took the racks of ribs, seasoned them up and threw them on the smoker and just did our competition style ribs. And, you know, a couple of days later, I edited it and I did my little voiceover thing and uh, woke up the next morning after posting it and had over a million views. And it was kind of like jarring. You know, it was like, what the heck just happened? You yeah. know? Yep. No, you know what? And I will say this. You do have a really, uh, I guess, a, a very commercial voice, I guess you could say, right? It's uh, when you when I've heard I've, right now, I think even a lot of things that you've put out there, other people have used. I think, oh, I think we've, we've used your voice. We, we, More than we've once. used a few times, right? So You guys have gone viral with my audio before. That's, that, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, this is this is things that, that you have a really commercial voice that it just sounds really good. And, and like I said, we've used it. But I know other people have used it as well, right? So I, I, I can see all of that. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and people are always DMing me like, can you make another barbecue audio? Can you make another audio? I was like, can you just make your own? No. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> but it's yeah, like, it's... Um, you know, I do, I do have that kind of voice. But, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I think that's the thing that I'm the most self-conscious about. And I was never in my life ever self-conscious about my voice. I never thought about my voice. Um, and then I started social media and I would just get these terrible comments like, you sound like a news reporter or why does she talk like that? Or this Breaking chick's news. voice is so annoying. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh my God, it's become an insecurity. But now yeah. I've just kind of leaned into it because I feel it. like it's like, obviously it's working. So the few people that want to hate and say mean things, you know, whatever. Listen, if they're not <laughs> hating, that means you're not doing your job. Right. <laughs> Man, we've had plenty of haters this week. Oh, we have. We've had a lot of haters. <laughs> a lot of haters. Uh it's fine though, and actually, I I am the type that doesn't really address it. I don't even talk about it. It's like having a big elephant in the room. I just keep tiptoeing around it, uh, and don't really ever say anything. And then, and then James and John, no, they just keep posting more and more videos and and, and throwing it at people like left and right. I'm like, right. dude, like this is it's and so like, fun. Yeah, I mean, we we have a whole group thread that we had, uh, and we were discussing this whole thing because we, we posted this brisket video. And whether it was dry or not dry, or p- people's conception of what it was, we uh, 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 somebody, ugly, yeah, different some, color. Some guy, some guy posted and was like, "Oh, great! I'm tired. This is like the fifth video I've seen of you guys doing this. Uh, basically, just put it to bed. I'm tired of it." I'm like, and he made some shitty comment like it's tr- I don't know, it's trash or whatever. And I was like, "Well, it looks like you just became the sixth video." <laughs> and uh, 
I screenshot it and I sent it to the guys and, and Jan did come back. He's like, well, maybe the guy is right. He, no, he said the, the brisket looks like trash or looks whatever. And then Jan's like, well, maybe the guy is right. And I'm like, well, well not right about being trash. Well, I, I tried I like, brisket. Please uh, clarify your statement there. But yeah, <laughs> he was like, you got to put it to rest. Just let the guy go. <laughs> I was like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I mean, I get so many comments about like, oh, that looks dry or that looks undercooked or that looks raw or, you know, the did you drop it in dirt and all of those things. And <laughs> it's funny because. You know, there's one thing that, like, it doesn't bother me when people kind of, like, try to hate on my food or hate on my cooking because I do, I've done competition barbecue for, God, almost a decade now. And I have the trophies to prove that my food is good. So I know that I know what I'm doing. But sometimes it's difficult to kind of, like, translate that into social media because you have people that will literally pull a brisket off the smoker and slice into it five, ten minutes later, and yeah, it looks super juicy, and look at all that juice coming out and whatever, but you know what? All of that moisture and all of that flavor just ended up all over their cutting board and not actually in the brisket where it's supposed to be. I think I actually commented on that video you guys posted, you know, today or yesterday, and I was like, oh, so sorry, I rest my meat, so sue me. You know what I mean? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing, though. Like, I feel like I feel like 99% of the people out there that make a comment that's super negative like that, one, is probably never done what you're doing at all, right? right? Two, they would never say it to your face, right? Exactly. That's Really, they just don't know what they're talking about. You get the comments yeah. like, oh, that brisket, I, I like mine medium rare. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Well, the, the, like, there was a guy that said it earlier. He goes, no, you. this is definitely overcooked. Uh, it's I like mine a little more, uh, a little more pink. And I'm like, what? And then he's like, so somebody else is like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, I, I I pull mine at 180, 185. And I'm like, you're pulling pull, your brisket at 185. Pull it to wrap, then it's tough. <laughs> it's not going to be tender. It's going to be a tough brisket. So, yeah, uh, the amount but, of times I've gotten yeah. requested, people have requested a medium rare brisket. And I won't do it because, well, A, meat prices are through the roof right now. And I'm not made of money. Yeah. Um, but also, like, it's just, it's impossible when you have yeah. that much. A, you've got a huge layer of, like, subcutaneous fat on there, but also, like, the intramuscular fat in a brisket. Like, it needs time to render. And if you don't let it do that, I mean, I just can't even imagine trying to bite into that. Oh, it, and it's trying rubber. to bite yeah. into it on video. It's rubber. It's, it's no, rubber. I can tell you right now, we, we've actually Tough tried this. We've, we've actually had, like, giant, like, cuts of, like, brisket left over after trimming. Like, hey, let's just trim this let's treat it like a steak we'll just cut it like a steak and we'll cook it like a steak and you chew on it and you chew on it and you chew on it <laughs> bubble gum yeah it, it's horrible yeah, yeah so it's I mean, not gonna happen nobody wants to eat that no and i feel the same way about people and i think you guys have done this but i don't care if i offend you because i love you guys and i know think you guys know i love you um it's the same thing when people try to cook a try tip like a brisket like I'm sorry, it's a different cut of meat, and tri-tip is best served medium rare and reverse seared, and that whole tri-tip like a brisket trend, man, I'm like, you guys have to understand, like, you can't cook everything like a brisket, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. different cuts of meat that well, are cooked different ways for different reasons, you know? To, to our defense, we, we, uh, we claimed it to be cooked like a brisket because we put it on a smoker, but we did not cook it to a 200 degrees. We, no. we cooked it to a, a nice... 
medium well, or not medium no, well, like, medium. It was like a yeah, medium. It's probably medium about rare. 130 degrees or yeah. 120, 25 degrees. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no well, 125 is still medium rare. So yeah, that's still, right, yeah. yeah, that's still in my, that's still in my Brianna approved but category of tri-tip temperature. <laughs> there are a lot okay. of people out there that say, hey, uh, you got to try it once. Just cook a tri-tip like a brisket. I can tell you the first time I've ever cooked a tri-tip, I cooked it like a brisket. That's because you didn't know any different. Right? I didn't know any you, different. It was a big, big piece of meat, correct? And you're like, all right, let's just let's, let's just wrap it up. We'll, we'll we'll smoke it, and then we'll wrap it, and we'll take it all the way to whatever. You know, it pulled yeah. apart like a brisket. It it was kind of tender, but it was dry as hell. Yeah, like the Sahara. You know, it was so yeah. funny. The first the first tri tip we ever did on our channel, um, or what do you call it? What do you call a TikTok? A channel? A page? Or whatever yeah. it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. My husband goes, hey, you know, I'm going to, I want to do a tri-tip. And I was like, man, I don't, you know, I hadn't really had a lot of experience with tri-tip. And I don't know where he got it from, but he was just kind of like, yeah, let's do a tri-tip. My friend Cody's been doing it. Let's, let's try it out, whatever. And we reverse seared it, but we, we cooked it on the, again, the Oklahoma Joe's Bronco. Um, and then we smoked it and then we pulled it off and we reverse seared it on the Weber Genesis, like the, the gas grill, you know? Because um, we, we use our gas grill, and I have no shame in my gas grill, and I get a lot of hate for it on the internet, but I I like a nice propane grill once in a while. Yeah, it's not the same flavor as charcoal, but honestly, at the end of the day, it's a hell of a lot easier to fire up, and, you know, it's nice to have in your yard. But anyway, we reverse sear this thing, and we get this huge flame going. It's cool content, whatever. All the comments start rolling in like, I can't believe you put that on a propane grill. What were you thinking? Oh, my gosh, you've ruined it. And, you know, it just it turned into this whole thing. And I don't think it went like viral, viral. Like, I don't think it was over a million. But if it wasn't, it was dang close. And it was just because of people coming after us. And this is when we first started. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you have to be careful with these people on the Internet because they're going to come for you yeah. for anything. No, they, can. they well, do because you. They're not face to face. So it's, no, no, it's yeah. easy for people to be mean on the internet. Well, plus, here's right. the they, they really think they're right, and, and you know what? Here's the deal: they probably really are right when it comes to like if you want if you're trying to get your flavor from a gas grill. But here's the deal: they didn't see the. I'm assuming y'all y'all cut this thing where they could see it got smoked and whatever else. Uh, but at the same oh, time, no, I like, did the whole I did the whole video. Yeah. I did the whole like we smoked it to like 125 and then reverse seared it like. That was all in there. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I do this People all the time. And, and, you know, I love, I actually love, I, I've got a built-in gas grill. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, especially for uh, when I want to do chicken breast uh, because I have it down. And I can do chicken breast now in like 13 minutes from start to finish. And I can put like 10 of them out there. And they're already seasoned. They're already ready to go. And I, I put them, they plump up. The grill is so hot. Uh, it's like cooking hot and fast chicken. It just kind of sears and seals uh it's it's moist it's i don't know it's my favorite way to cook especially at the house when i'm doing dinner at nighttime i i don't want to go fire up a smoker i i don't i don't want to do any of that right i want to be able to cook cook what i want do do the sides inside come in have a family dinner and whatever else and when it comes to that you honestly cannot beat um you can't beat it so you know i'm the same way and it's funny i'm probably gonna get hate for this when this you know, this podcast gets published. Um, but I love a like a, a standard steak. I'm not talking about like, you know, a three pound tomahawk or anything like that. I'm just talking about like a normal old like 
a ribeye or an, I like New York strips. I love strips. It's one of my favorite cuts. I love flat irons. Um, I love them on a gas grill. My husband does a marinade and he marinates them for a few hours and he cooks them on the grill. And they, it's actually the very first thing my husband ever grilled for me when we first started dating was a New York strip marinated in A1 in Worcestershire sauce. And I know I'm going to get some meat for that one too. I like that. I like Um, the combo. Add a little mustard to it. And he threw it on the gas grill and cooked it to a perfect, I think, medium rare, medium. You know, back back then I think I was more into medium than I was medium rare. Um, And it was one of the best steaks I've ever had. And honestly, like, I still love steaks on a gas grill. Like, I have no shame in saying that. And it's so funny because, like, I feel like so many people, like, when they start, like, getting into social media and, like, you know, becoming a content creator, whatever you want to call it, they, they kind of try to, like, change what they've done to kind of, like, fit the narrative right. of, like, what's trending or what Follow people the think trends. is cool or whatever. But man that's like i think you guys know you guys know me well enough to know like that's never been my vibe like i'm always just gonna do what i do and whether you like it or not i don't really care but i love i love a steak on a gas grill i have i have zero shame in saying that and they're fantastic hank hill would approve yeah yeah i was just gonna say that <laughs> taste yeah. the I meat that thing not the on heat. me <laughs> there you go no listen i think i think you're exactly right you know first of all most restaurants when you go uh, most restaurants are cooking their steaks on some type of broiler, anyways, and they're they're then they're putting it back into a cast iron, and they're putting it in the oven, and they're they're doing a whole bunch of different ways to, of of cooking these. Um, so anybody that hates for some dumb shit like that, then I just you know I just kind of laugh and like I guess you never had a steak at a restaurant. Have a nice day. See ya. You know I and I think I, that's, I love those comments. You know, you know like like again like. I'm like when I before before I started my my page or my channel or whatever you want to call it my multiple pages um, I was never into social media you know I didn't watch YouTube I didn't watch I was never really into Instagram I actually converted my old personal Instagram into my current Instagram page so if you go to the bottom it's just like pictures of my baby and stuff um, but I was just never into it and never really thought about it and I just kind of like you know did what I did but the thing that I've noticed the most, especially recently, um, is that a lot of people are trying to like gatekeep barbecue. And I, I think I very vocally have made myself kind of like separated from that because like people will be like, oh, that's a pellet smoker. It's not a smoker or that's a gas grill. That's crap. Or that's this, or you're not trimming the way I trim and you're not doing what these famous barbecue gods of YouTube are doing, you know, that's not what Aaron Franklin does. That's not what Malcolm Reed does. Like, and I get so sick of the gatekeeping because I feel like it's just like, honestly, it's counterintuitive because like barbecue is really about spending time with people that you love cooking for groups, because obviously you're not going to cook a big old primal hunk of meat for, you know, a party of one. Um, unless you're a content creator, but, um, you know, the barbecue is all about kind of doing what works for you, infusing the flavors that you like, using the rubs that you like, you know, people hating on people for using, uh, prepackaged rubs versus making their own rubs. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, come on. Is there anything else that you guys can decide to hate on 
Like if, if somebody enjoys cooking on their pellet smoker or they, they prefer smoking on a you know, traditional offset or they like using packaged rubs or they like making their own rubs, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they're enjoying the food that they're creating and the fact that they're willing to put themselves out there and like film their food and post their food on the internet for, you know, in my case, potentially like overnight a million people have seen it and you're like, well, that was unexpected. But right. it's like you're, you're putting yourself out there and you're kind of showing something that you enjoy and you enjoy eating and you put a lot of time and effort and passion into. And all this gatekeeping is just, it drives me absolutely nuts because like, you know, it, it just it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, here's the deal, though. People it, love it, to hate. It does, yeah. but it does drive it does drive viewership uh, when you have people going back and forth. Um, it, it's also, you know, at that point, you don't want to offend anybody, but you definitely want to like, like, I guess, really kind of educate or not really maybe not even educating at the point. Maybe you're trying to be funny with, with 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 your comebacks, which allows other people to jump on board and go back yeah. and forth. I love that part of it. I like poking uh, the bear, man. I like just yeah, just just it's teasing. Fun. Like we post all kinds of stuff about pellet grills and giving them shit or whatever. Especially James over here. I know. But then their next video is us <laughs> cooking on a pellet James. grill. Yeah, yeah it's like which we is, do one, then we, we go we back go and forth. John board. owns like eight of them, and right. James has one in his backyard. Yeah, Matt has two in his uh, backyard. Yeah. Alex has one. I mean, that's right. You know, I'd so. never owned a pellet smoker until my little social media hobby took off. And then um, Oklahoma Joe's reached out to me and they were like, hey, we'll send you a grill, any grill. What do you want? And my husband goes, why don't you get the pellet grill? And I was like, you want a pellet grill? Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, we've never used one before. He's like, why not? It's free, you know. And I was like, all right. So we try it out. And honestly, now I own two. Now I own a, I just got a Camp Chef Woodwind. Um, by the way, love that thing. Um, never used the Traeger. I know a few of you guys have Traegers. I've never used one, but I mean, obviously I can tell that good barbecue comes off of them. But I just like, honestly, like the whole, I can set it and I don't have to sit there and add, you know, a log to the fire every hour. I don't have to watch it as closely. It just kind of runs. Like, I know that takes a lot of the, like, you know, the skill and the passion or whatever these people try to argue but at the same time, when you're cooking as much barbecue as I am, you know, I'm cooking multiple times a week because obviously I'm churning out content and doing all of that. There is something to be said about being able to just kind of set it and forget it. And yes. I'm not going to lie. I've gotten beautiful smoke rings. Not that I care about smoke rings, but, you know, beautiful smoke rings off pellet smokers. I do taste the smoky flavor. And I do, I, I, I honestly, I'm a convert. And like when I first started in social media, people would ask me like, what pellet smoker do you recommend? And I would always answer, I have no idea. I've never used a pellet smoker, but I never hated on them. I was never that like kind of girl that was like, oh no, I'm a stick burner and I'm going to turn my nose up because I'm a traditionalist or whatever. I always kind of just said, you know, I'm, I don't have any experience with them, but hey, go check out uh, Kendrick Barbecue or whoever that you know that's big into pellets and be like go ask them because I think that they can give you a lot more guidance than I can but is, I never hated on them and then when I started using one I was just like oh my god <laughs> is Kendrick Barbecue using pellet smokers 
Seriously? Have yeah. you not been on the he, internet? He's no. sponsored by Traeger. Yeah, he's he's that, strictly Traeger. That's it, though? Yeah. He is yeah. He is Traeger. He is the Traeger yeah, is, guy, yeah. I feel Mr. like. Mr. Traeger. I knew, like, Neat Church was. But I didn't well, know. Matt, Matt Pittman as well. Yeah, Matt yeah. Pittman. But, but, but Matt Pittman, he also uses other stuff. Like, he actually has posts with some offsets and stuff now, but... Yeah, Wait, does Matt Pittman use a pellet smoker? Yeah, he's, 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 he's a lot of Traeger stuff. He's got his own brand of pellets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did actually know he had his own brand of pellets. You know, yeah. every time. Okay, I don't watch a lot of meat church content. Um, not that I have anything against him. I was just. I was never a YouTube watcher, so I never really. I wasn't like a a loyal, you know, meat church activist before I started all this. And the the stuff I've seen from him has mostly been on that. Um, he's got an offset sitting there in his backyard. It's a. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a mill scale. Mm-hmm. That thing's beautiful, but yeah. I, I hadn't seen him. I hadn't seen him posting pellet content. Yeah. But again, that's a perfect example. Like two amazing pitmasters that create beautiful food. At least it's beautiful. I've never tasted it, but it looks good. Yeah, but um, both those guys have have <laughs> skills at utilizing other uh, forms of cooking. And I know Pat. Uh, uh, Pat, jeez, um, <laughs> drawing a blank. Shit, Matt. 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 I just. Got Pat, the P and the T's Pat, together. Yeah. It's Pat. Uh, Matt, it's Pat. If you look at his backyard, he has like he has an egg. He has the the Traeger. He has a Santa Marie style cooker. The flat top. He's got the offset. He has it all. I mean, I know the guy knows what he's doing uh, when he's doing the barbecue, whatever. And I love his products. I, I love I love some of the meat church seasonings out there. The the holy cow and and some of the other stuff that he has out there. Hey, no knocking him, but uh, um, the only thing I have a problem with Traeger. Is and I'll put it out there with you guys. You should put it out I there right can't now. Re- I can't remember. Is it A before E or E before A? <laughs> I don't. I misspell it all the time. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I'm the same way, but uh, it'll correct you. It yeah, I've spelt will. it enough times now. I think pellet. That's just great, especially if you're just learning. I mean, obviously you can turn out good barbecue, but if you're learning how to barbecue, learning how to manage your fire is just one less thing you have to try to figure out when you're first learning. Like yeah. you can, you yeah, can learn all like the other the most stuff. important thing you can I'm sure it is. Learn. That's fine. But if you're trying to figure that out, it's just one less thing. You figure out the rest of the shit, then you learn that. If you try to learn just the fire thing first, you've got so much other shit on your plate. Well, yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah. fire management you, is barbecue 101. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've said that in multiple videos. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. And it's funny, you know... When I first started, you know me, I'm a pit master girl. I love my, or pit maker girl. I love my, you know, I love my Magnum Sniper. I love my vaults. I love my pit maker pits. And I didn't really use a whole lot of other stuff. Like we had a Weber kettle and, you know, we had like, you know, some backyard kind of grills. We didn't have anything really. We just, we had our Weber, you know, our, our Genesis, like propane grill, but we didn't do a whole lot of like backyard grilling because we did most of our barbecue you know, on the competition circuit. So we had our, our pit makers. But then all of a sudden, all these grill companies start reaching out to me and they're like, can I send you a grill? And I'm like, um, I'm not going to say no to that. Well, now it's funny. You were describing Matt's backyard. I think mine looks probably the same because I've right. got, I'm thinking right now, I've got, I've got nine grills, grills slash smokers in my yard I've got another one on the way. I've got four on the barbecue trailer. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm getting to the point where it's like I've literally gotten to the point where I'm like I can I don't want any more girls I can't take any more girls I've got one of every style though you know I've got the egg I've got the blackstone I've got the the master built you know the gravity fed charcoal girl love that thing by the way if you guys haven't checked it out that thing is yeah so I I've definitely checked it out Uh, is does it get to temperature as fast as say it does. Oh my God, bro. Like, I don't want to turn this into a master build ad because like I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that. I did get the grill for free. I will say that. Um, but bro, that thing is literally like, with the exception of my new Camp Chef woodwind because I'm really falling in love with that thing. But the master build is probably the easiest grill to grill on. Like if somebody were to like message me and say, Hey, I really want to get into grilling. What would you recommend? I would say a Weber kettle, like because Absolutely. the Weber kettle it's is probably the, the greatest grill yeah. ever created. Mm-hmm. But my very like second response would be the Masterbuilt Gravity series because it it literally like you fill it up with charcoal, right? And it holds like eight to twelve hours, depending on whether you're using lump or briquettes. I use lump, so I get about eight, nine hours out of out of like a full thing, smoking it around like two twenty-five, two fifty, maybe up to two seventy-five, and probably still get seven, eight hour hours out of it. But literally lighting it. You take like a couple of like fire starters and I use like the, the ones that look like square pieces of cardboard, you know? Yeah. And you stuff them in there, you light it, you shut the little door and you push the button. It's electric. So you plug it in, you set the little button and you say, I want to smoke at 250, whatever. And all of a sudden this fan starts running and the whole thing is up to temp and literally like maybe five, 10 minutes. I, I, I was going to say five, but I'm going to say 10 just to make sure I'm covering my bases. But I mean, I'm telling you, and, and it holds temp perfectly the entire time it's cooking. And I literally can start it without getting my hands dirty because you can literally pour the charcoal into the top. And, you know, unless you have to get down into the bag because you got a big old piece of, because, you know, I use lump. So there, there are times when you get a big old piece of lump, you got to kind of move with your hand. But for the most part, you just pour the charcoal in there, light it, and set it, and you're done. And it's honestly, like, we, we talked about doing some kind of, like, brand deal or some kind of sponsorship, and then they had a, you know, they had a buyout. They got bought by another company, and all this stuff went through. But, I mean, I cannot speak highly enough about that thing because it is so easy. No, right. So, for the people who don't know, Master Built, uh, they make, they've been making smokers for a very, very long time. Uh, the one that the one that you're referring to is the gravity-fed uh, charcoal uh, the ch- charcoal basket on one side. I think you can put some some actually wood in there at the bottom as well. You could probably get away with chips or chunks. Um, I wouldn't use like I wouldn't throw like a freaking log of pecan in there or anything. No, no. But, but I think um, isn't, isn't there a door right there where you can add some small pieces of of just of of green, not green, but you know seasoned wood. Uh, it, yeah, that you can add right there. Just add a couple mm-hmm. of pieces, kind of get a little more, a little more wood action going in. Or it. What I do, what I do is I pour it into the. It's like a hopper. I call it a hopper. I think they call it a hopper. Yeah, it is. If it's not, that's what I'm gonna call it. Um, so what I'll do is I'll throw in a little bit of charcoal, add a few, you know, wood chunks or wood chips, add a little more charcoal, you know, kind of layer it. Yeah. So I'm getting a little bit of like wood smoke in there, but. But you, but you don't get any of that. Do you, do you get that dirty? Uh, look, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. This this dirty charcoal. 
you know when you when you, you like the startup charcoal yeah, yeah. Well, you know when you like charcoal and and it may may look like it's kind of it's like hot enough to cook something on but the charcoal really hasn't had time to really burn through so you get that kind of dirtier smoke looking stuff is it look like that or no no and honestly that's so funny that you bring that up because i'd actually forgotten about this but that was my very first like that was my skepticism about it when they reached out to me because i'd never heard of it um I, I didn't do a lot of grill research before the whole social media thing. I just kind of liked my pit makers and my Webers, and that's what I used. I never really thought of I, – I wasn't looking for the newest, coolest thing, right? Um, so then they reached out to me, and I was like, huh, okay. So I start like, reading about it, and that's the first thing I asked my husband. I said, if that's sitting in there, like, isn't that going to kind of smolder a little bit? Like, aren't we going to get some, like, dirty smoke off of that? Like, isn't it going to be, you know, isn't it going to smolder? And he's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, Masterbuilt's a good brand. He's like, we can try it out and see what we think. And honestly, like, I don't know how they do it. I think it has something to do with, like, the way their, their fan and their temperature gauges are set up. Now, I don't know what happens when the fan or the temp gauge goes out because eventually, you know, everything breaks eventually. Right. But... I mean, I've done probably, God, I think a, not a hundred, but I mean, at least 40 or 50 cooks on the thing. And I have zero issues. And I don't, I mean, in the beginning when it's firing up, you get a little bit of that, like kind of like a whiter, whiter colored smoke, but it's the same as you would get on a, on an egg or a kettle or a hell, your offset, your beautiful, big red, cherry red offset, (laughs) Um, you know. Right. You're still going to get a little bit of that when it's first firing up, but no, I I was really pleasantly surprised to find that that wasn't the case at all with this. That's cool. Yeah, I I definitely want to check that out because I I don't know I I'm I, I it's one of those things that I think having in the backyard is just super easy, super fun, uh, and you're not dealing with like you know mushy little pellets that can just expand uh, here we go water <laughs> on them or whatever, I do remember right? the first day well, this thing came a, out though, you shoot, were, me, shoot right. me a text and I'll see if I can put you in touch with my contact over there definitely yeah yeah let us know um, if, you don't, if you don't mind can we switch gears maybe go over a little competition with you guys yeah let's do it yeah so h- how long you said 10, 10 plus years y'all been y'all been running the, the comp circuit not quite, not quite 10. Um, okay. We started in, I always say almost a decade because it just sounds a lot better than eight, nine years. Sure, you know? sure. Um, but we, we started in 2014, which was the year that we actually started dating. Nice. And um, my, actually one of my coworkers at the time who was really good friends with my father. My father works in the same industry as me. So, you know, we've got that like connections, whatever. Um, there's this, there's this big cook-off every year that is based in my industry. And I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to like dox myself, but, um, it's big, it's big here. And we, we went to it and the guy who was cooking in it, he invited us to cook with him. And we didn't really know a whole lot about, you know, competition style barbecue, but this guy's really big, uh, especially IBCA. IBCA is kind of like what he does. He does some KCBS but mostly IBCA-style cook-offs. And he kind of took us under his wing and explained, you know, this is what I do, and he's pit maker, so that's probably part of the reason we use pit maker. Um, and he just kind of taught us about, you know, what do they mean when they say they want, you know, what, what are the turn-in requirements? And 
how thick do the slices of brisket have to be and how do the ribs have to be set up in the turn-in tray and here is he actually gave us the recipe to his favorite open category turn-in and you know he taught us how to make uh, chicken lollipops which I, I hate because they're so much work and not worth the work at all but they look pretty um, but he taught us how to do those and I don't know we just started I think that it's addictive, me and right? Andy do what? I said it's it's addictive, right? You get that first walk, it's over. Well, didn't you don't even have to walk, well, right? You just you just have to get to see the show, right? Once you see the show and you're a part of it, you're like, hell yeah, I well, want to do this. I mean, again. If you see the show a lot of times, then you're gonna be like, well, I don't want to do this no more, and not well, get a walk. I think what happened was okay. honestly like we we hit we hit hard at that comp. We got like. First place ribs, first place open, third place brisket, like second place chicken. We hit like our grand champ. Right. And it was kind of like, we it is it's like addictive. That's a perfect right. way to explain it because it was like our very first competition. And we were just hit after hit after hit and getting called up and getting to go and grab that award. And you know how the judges like pull you to the side and take a photo or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh, my God. Right. This I love is it. Freaking Am I a rock star? You're like, do you want me to sign autographs later? <laughs> I'm the or greatest how does cook this alive. Work? Yeah. So that's that, that's pretty much how it happens for, for everyone, I think. Uh, I mean, like my, my very first competition, second place brisket. I only cooked brisket. I got second place brisket out of 60-something teams. Uh, I had a guy showing me the ropes. After that point, I was like, I am unbeatable. Nobody can beat me. <laughs> Which, uh, by the well, I'm not going to share that story with y'all. That's actually, I'll keep that one private. Well, uh, I had a totally different experience. The first cook that I ever went to, like, we didn't do shit. <laughs> you, no. you got drunk as shit, didn't you? Yeah, we all got too drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Over season, oh, definitely, I've definitely been there a million yeah. times, but and like it sucked. Like we put like put so much love into this and like so much time into it, and we walked up there and like nothing. Yeah, it happened so. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah. But hey, and I've fought, been we there. We fought it up the recent... second time with you know uh, several walks, so right that made it worth it. I've been there before, as recent as. Um, end of last year i think probably i don't know september october we uh we went to a cook-off and we tried a few new things which is always dangerous you know yeah. well, um, try something new the day of the cook-off that always happens perfect it's uh, i i'm a big proponent of that idea yeah okay <laughs> but we we didn't walk and it was it was shitty because it had been so long since we'd been to a cook-off and not not walked at all. You know, we were holding all of our tickets. Well, yeah. you know, nowadays they scan everything. I still call them tickets because back in the day we used to have those actual paper tickets. Oh, yeah. They, they, they still and, do that, <laughs> a, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen um, the scanned ones. Yeah. But it was it was a crappy feeling because it was just kind of like, what the heck? And then it was kind of like we, we kind of re-registered and said, no, why are we trying to switch it up? Like, we... Like I said earlier, like I've got the trophies to prove that what we do works. Like, why are we trying to switch it up now? And I think honestly, maybe social media played a part into that. Like, hey, let me try to use this rub, or let me try to do this and whatever. And it didn't, it didn't turn out right. But I think like what was funny about like starting, you know, really doing a lot more cook-offs because it was me and my husband. It was before my son was born, so we were able to just go for a weekend and go out of town and cook and do everything. Is we kind of figured out like what each of us were good at. So 
he's like the rib master and he is like he's the brisket guy like i'm i'm okay at brisket like if i cook a brisket on my own it's gonna be still better than you know most briskets that like somebody in their backyard is cooking i i think at least you know my opinion um but i am not like i don't create that brisket that's like a first place brisket but when it comes to chicken and my, my chicken is like my pride and joy like I've got that down to a science and so it's kind of like we almost go into it with our own kind of things in mind like he's focused on these things I'm focused on these things and we will help each other you know like hey we're wrapping we need help wrapping we need doing this we need that but right. at the end of the day we kind of have our own categories and then um, ancillary categories are like my shining star besides my chicken. Like what? if there's a Bloody Mary or a margarita, like I'm taking home first, like dessert. Yeah. You know, chili. I see chili in a lot of cook-offs. And actually the very first time I ever cooked chili from scratch ever in my entire life was at an IBCA cook-off where, where that was an ancillary turn-in. And we had to do it, or we didn't have to do it, but we paid for it, so we were going to do it. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And I put bison and beef, and I put all these different peppers and whatever, and they start they start calling um, awards. You know, they call 10th uh, through 1st. So they're calling 10th, 9th, 8th, 7th, 6th, 5th. By the time they get to 5th, I'm like, all right, dang it. You know, my, my first chili I ever cooked, but it's not a winner. You know, I'm kind of like, yeah, well, oh, well, we'll win the next one. Well, they get to first and they call the numbers for first. And I'm not even really looking at my ticket because at this point, you know, it was my first time cooking chili. I was convinced that there's no way that I hit first and everything's quiet. And I was like, huh. And so they call the numbers again. I looked down at my ticket and I stand up so goddamn fast. I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. And I like nice. go up to the front. I walk up there. They're handing me the trophy. And I look the guy in the eyes and I say, that was the first time I ever made chili. And the look on his face, I swear to God, I will never forget it in my entire life. But he was just like, are you kidding right. me, lady? Nice. You know? Yeah. And, but it was, so, it was so cool. It was like literally like probably one of my most fond memories of a barbecue cook-off wasn't even, you know, traditional barbecue. It was just the fact that like... I knew that my flavors and my food and my ability to kind of like create food was worth something was that day when I was like, wow, I, I made chili and I did it, you know? Yeah. And you, you know that there was like some poor SOB. They're just like shoving his chili, chili, chili gear in the back of his truck, just cussing like, Oh, first time ever. First time ever. Oh, he's oh, no. okay, to himself, so right? He's driving home. That's just my first time cooking. Or the other competitors to hear. Yeah. I want to point that out. I did not like, I wasn't up there screaming like, I've never made chili before. Like, I wasn't an asshole about yeah, it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. Hey, either way, it's still funny. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, what just I, well, I, I was going to ask you. So, we see a lot of the, uh, the content uh, that. Uh, Jess Prowls puts out there on her social media, and she has a lot of uh, she has a lot of backlash from um, uh, people, whether it be a male audience or not. Mm. Um, basically, um, questioning her expertise and, and her ability to cook and this and that. Uh, and and w- with your your, I guess your your expertise and your, your background in, in competition cooking, and now you have put it out there. 
for everybody to see in your social medias. Uh, and you've had some great success. Have you seen some of that kind of like she she says kind of like man's man explaining man's mansplaining? Oh, because this is a chick. They're like, yeah, there's yeah. like a girl I can't yeah. believe the good old boys type right, mentality, right? right. Which mm. is total bullshit, right? The sweetheart. Uh, let me tell you how it's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get no, any of that? I, um, I absolutely get that, and it's funny. I was actually DMing Jess about. I think yesterday, maybe the day before, um, and somebody had, she had posted a video basically with some audio that says, oh, look, a man is trying to explain to me how to do something I know how to do, whatever. Yeah. And somebody tagged me in the comments and said, I actually follow Married to Barbecue, and she's taught me so much. And Jess replied, well, yeah, she's great, but you should follow me, too. And I, I thought her response was so funny, so I, like, screenshotted it, DM'd her, and I was like, this is hilarious, whatever. Um, I think she and I have very, very different styles. Oh yeah. You know, kind of like the way we we approach things. Like, I kind of I kind of consider myself more of like a a teacher, and I like I try to like teach people what I do. And she is more like she's she's just like she knows like she knows her shit, and she knows she knows her shit, and I love that about her. You know, she just. She will stand there and be like, I know what I'm talking about. Don't question me. And I, I, I question myself, you know, sometimes. But I do get a ton of those comments, especially when we started out. Because, I mean, you guys remember, you guys followed me very early in the beginning. I think we became friends when I first started doing social media. And back then, I didn't know, I didn't own a ring light. I didn't own a tripod. I filmed everything with my phone in my hand. And so a lot of times I'd be like, all right, Andy, you cook and I'm going to film it. And then I'll do the voiceover. And I would get all these comments that were like, you know, oh, you're saying we, and you're saying I, and you're not actually doing anything. Your husband's doing everything. And man, that, it it tore me down at first because it, it it was like, I do know what I'm doing and that yeah. that's that's shitty, you know, that you're gonna that you're gonna be like, Oh, it's a man's hands doing it. I'm like, Well yeah, we're husband and wife, we do a lot of things together, but you know, over the last probably four to five months, we've kind of transitioned to I'm doing, you know, ninety percent of the content by myself because my husband just is sick of it, honestly. He's like, I don't wanna film every weekend, I don't wanna do all this. Like, you know, you handle it and he'll help me, obviously, like when you know, we want to do things, but I've literally gotten comments that were like, I know this brisket sucked because a woman cooked it. And I know, I mean, especially mm. on YouTube, like the comments I get on YouTube, like I won't repeat them here because it's a podcast, but like yeah. comments about like, you know, female sexuality and things that happen with females and whatever. And like just terrible, disgusting comments. And it was just like, wow, you're really that intimidated by the fact that a woman can sit here and cook a brisket better than you could ever imagine. And like, you know, at first it bothered me and now I kind of feel empowered by it because I genuinely think that the reason that I was able to gain so many followers and gain such a community like of people is that I'm not just, you know, a competition barbecue or I'm not just a, a girl doing all of this, but I'm a female that can hold my own with the guys. You guys know. You guys have cooked. No, me. I, I I totally agree with you. But if you think about this, like, uh, look, and, and I think in today's age, like, first of all, like, it, we, it's hard to say anything uh, without 
a backlash, whatever. But somebody's being like uh, a, a like some guys being like a what would you call it a a misogynist or whatever chauvinistic right? a chauvinistic pig peckerhead or whatever a horrible person. <laughs> at, at the same time, you have to remind them like, dude, one of the best pit masters here in Texas is a woman. We talking? And we she's, talking Tootsie? And she's eighty something years old. Right. So oh, now what? Tootsie. Oh, so now I what? Love her. You know, and and that's I think that people just don't. here's the deal. There's a difference between Texas barbecue and the rest of America. I, I'm sorry, there, there just really is, and, and and I think that people people from other states, other regions, they, they look at something and they're like, ah, oh, that's not yeah. the way. They'll you know, disagree. We're, we're saucing. They're they're, they're they're doing all this other stuff, and we're like, yeah, I I think uh, I don't think I, th- I think if you show me a fully glazed brisket, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw you a donut and say, do this one next. You know, I don't I don't know what to say. Like it's just not. That's not that's not my barbecue, you know. And uh, I mean, you're here in Texas, you know Texas barbecue. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, haters gonna hate, man. But, but here's the deal: it does drive the viewership a little bit, right? So at the same time, well, I think a lot of I think a lot of people are like, I think a lot of people are intrigued by the fact that I'm a woman. And then when I do my my barbecue tips and tricks, where I kind of dip into like some of the meat science and like the actual like you know, technique and why we do the techniques and I'm, I'm describing it in the way that I do. And I happen to be a female. Like, I think that actually like works in my favor more than it works against me. I mean, there's obviously going to be people out here. It probably works in your favor more that you're a girl than if you were a guy. Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, maybe you smoke a better brisket than me, but I look a hell of a lot better than you do doing it. That's what I'm saying. Well, even <laughs> take looks out of it, like, just the fact, and which, which by the way, I, it's, it's just well-deserved or whatever, right? Because, but c- c- barbecuing is not a man or a woman thing, right? It's for, for it has this stigma of being a man thing. Like, I will go outside and I will, I will provide, uh, you know, a fire and I will cook this meat for you and, and whatever else. But, uh, it's not a, it's not a man thing. And, and I don't know if this was this on the podcast. We talked about this or somewhere, somewhere else, but I was talking about back in the day where, where, where you had like, you know, even you go back in the, I want to say caveman style or whatever else, but mm-hmm. a, a woman was, was tending the fire and cooking the food and like probably the original barbecuer. I think we were talking about this with Meathead when we were at the uh, MBBQA. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a, a woman was the original barbecuer. Man was the guy out like foraging and right. and fighting off whatever and killing trying the to animal, killing the animal. But at the same time, uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you don't even go, have to go back that far. I mean, you can go back to probably like the forties and fifties where women were manning the barbecue pits. And I don't think it was like mm, until like maybe that, 50, I, don't I think, think it was like 50. Their... I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's like 50s, 60s, uh, you know, and then we started getting the, the outdoor Weber areas because uh, back in the day, I mean, it, a lot of the cooking happened, the women. They also did the barbecue. Yeah. Well, you know what's so funny yeah. is like, I think. Just no remote so controls. You, you know, I mentioned like a, like maybe four or five months ago, I started doing almost all of the cooking for our page. Like my husband was just kind of like over it. He's not a social media guy. He didn't, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be filmed. He likes competition barbecue. He likes doing what he does. He doesn't want a camera in his face and all that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I kind of took it all over and I, I'm not going to lie. Like, and this is going to sound really funny, but um, the one thing that I think I missed the most 
is my husband just, you know, firing up the pit, firing up the charcoal, getting his hands dirty and getting everything going. And like, honestly, like that's been the part that's been the hardest adjustment for me. It's like, and I know that sounds so funny because I am a chick, but I mean, why would I ever do any of that if I had a husband to do it for me? (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, it's funny because we kind of do balance and like, we're not, yeah, I'm probably more manly than a lot of girls on the planet when it comes to barbecue, but I still don't particularly like, you know, messing up my nails and getting, you know, charcoal all under everything and whatever. Right. And I'm the same I kind of like when my husband does stuff like that. Yeah. So John likes it when Denny does a lot of that stuff for him as well. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could just turn on the trigger for me, that'd be great. I don't want to break the nails. <laughs> exactly. yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. If I yeah. was smoking on a trigger, I'd be like, all right, I don't need you. <laughs> but so right. so John's, about, like, John's wife, she runs the page, uh, Chicks That Smoke. She knows. Yeah, she knows. Oh, I she know, knows. and I love her yeah. rub that she did with Suckle Busters. Yeah. I'm actually almost out of it. I need to buy a new one because that rub was, oh, my God, so good. Wow, thank you for saying that. It was something that, pretty much something that we all created. Uh, I'm just oh, joking. Jesus. I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just joking. Yeah. We all was, I had a viral video with it. The first time I used it, it went viral. I was so happy. I was like, yay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, right, well, let me jump in there. I yeah. uh, let me ask a couple of questions because I had these questions prepared. Oh, you oh, did you in the beginning? Did you, you didn't go freestyle in the beginning? Uh, icebreaker type questions. Um, okay, well, it's and not then the we just rolled in uh, with this whole interview like mm-hmm. we know her. Oh, well, uh, well, we do. We, we actually do. do so hey, uh, that made it a whole lot easier. B, listen, uh, this this is a drinking podcast, and I, di- I didn't. We it's didn't a little tell late you to say that too. Already, if you should have a drink, you should have got one already. I'm sure you heard the pop tops yeah. or whatever else. It's, it's too uh, late. But yeah, you're really it's not late. too late. I'm just saying, uh, you've got a well, couple that, minutes to catch up. That last pop was me opening another beer. There it is. So okay, don't Good worry, guys. Right. I think you guys know me well enough. You guys have actually hung out with me in person. I think you guys know me well enough to know that I have a beer in my hand. <laughs> right, right. Hell yeah, love it. All right, yeah. James. What's the, what's the icebreaker? Is it uh, an IPA? Say no. no. Questions. Oh, Believe it or not, and table? you guys know I love my IPAs. That is I true. love my freaking Hopadillo. Um, no, I'm actually drinking Michelob Ultra because I knew I was going to be on a podcast that would be you okay. know, posted on the internet for who knows how long, eternity. And right. I was like, I should probably not be drinking IPAs because I don't want to make a fool of myself. Right. You don't, you don't want to say something. You, uh, That's you the know, best part. Hey, the best thing is that we have a wonderful um, producer in John mm-hmm. that deletes and edits all the stupid shit that we say. Only the stupid shit that I say. Everybody else right. stays in. Okay. But you know, I texted him earlier, and I was like, "John, I'm nervous," and he was like, "Don't be nervous." I was like, "Bro, I'm 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 like legit nervous." No, no, no. <laughs> like, and he's like, "But you know us." I was like, "No, but what, I'm I think nervous. I think what what's best about the podcast and the best about uh, these guys, and especially yourself and the guests that we have on, is just a conversation, and we're just having a conversation, talking barbecue, shooting shit, drinking beer, and uh, it's a fun time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And hopefully the listeners uh, that are listening enjoyed the same. All right, I so I, I had a couple of questions. These are kind of typical icebreaker questions that we asked some of the guests. Uh, I, I know we've kind of fallen off the ship a little bit. Uh, we have not asked some of the the past previous um, guests that we've had on the show. But let me ask you, I'm going to give you a list of three questions. Just a story that comes right off the top of your mind. Just fire with it. So we have the first time 
getting drunk. We have the first car and the first concert. Any stories, any memorable stories pop up ever over that? My very, the most vivid story would be the first time getting drunk, but I don't know if I want to share that with the whole world. Oh, you absolutely um, do. It's funny. No, it's funny. I was, um, I was probably 16, 17 years old. I was in high school, but I was in the later years of high school. And um, I got invited to a party. And uh, I could drive at that point. So I drove to the party and um, didn't realize there would be alcohol there. I'd never drank before. And I think I was probably 17. And um, they had berry sky, berry flavored sky vodka and Sprite. And I drank it, and I drank it, and it tasted good, so I just kept drinking it. And then all of a sudden, I was throwing up, and I was miserable, and I was like, this sucks. And I remember thinking in my head, like, I don't like alcohol. I don't like being drunk. This is terrible. But (laughs) then it came to the point in the night where I was like, okay, I need to go home. And, of course, like, you know, I didn't want to drive because... You know, I, obviously, I'm not going to drive when I'm throwing up from alcohol. Smart. So I call my mom, and I call her, and I say, Mom, you know, and it wasn't even my phone, because my phone was dead at the time. And I call her from some random person's phone, and I'm like, Mom, I've been drinking, and I know I shouldn't have, but I don't think I should drive. Can you come get me? And then the freaking heavens open up, and it starts pouring down rain, thunder, lightning, whatever, you know. My dad's out of town, and my little sister, who's about five years younger than me, so let's say she was 11 or 12 at this time, um, you know, she has to get woken up, get put into the car by my mom. My mom comes to pick me up. I'm standing on her umbrella with some random, squirrely little nerdy dude, like, not even, like, just some random dude, and... I get into the car and she goes, well, who is that? And I go, I don't even know, mom. I don't even know my ass from my head at this point. I don't know what's going on. And she takes me home. And then the next day I have to work. And I worked at a Chinese food restaurant. I was like a a waitress or something at a Chinese food restaurant. And she wakes me up and she goes, she thinks I'm going to be hungover. Of course, it was the first time I was ever drinking. So well, I really wasn't hungover. She's banging you know, pots of pans around nice, just like, wake up. Oh, hey, Yeah, that nice sleeping? spirited 17-year-old liver was still doing its job. And she, uh, she wakes me up and she takes me to my car. And she had ended up lying to my sister and told my sister that she had, that I had food poisoning. Mm. And, um, well... About a week later, as it and by the way, mind you, she never told my dad about this. That's an important portion of this story. Yeah. So my dad comes back into town not knowing anything, and about a week later, um, my sister comes home, and apparently the girl's house that I was at that was having the party had little sisters that were my sister's age. And they were there for the party, and they knew that I was drunk and throwing up and et cetera. And they told my sister, oh, yeah, your sister was so drunk. She was throwing up. And my sister defended me to the T. And she said, no, she wasn't. My sister would never drink. She had food poisoning. And she defended me for probably, like, three, four years after that, like, defended me. (laughs) And then finally, we tell them, 
Yeah, I did drink that night, and it was really embarrassing, whatever. We finally tell my dad, and my dad's like, well, why didn't you call me? I'm like, you were out of town, bro. You weren't there to have my back. And my sister literally, now I'm 32 years old, and my sister at 26 or whatever she is, she still brings that up to me to this day. Like, I trusted you, and I defended you, and you lied to me. Let her <laughs> and, down like, that was it. my first story of mm, drinking nice. that still gets brought up occasionally in family gatherings. That's that, like, awesome. I lied to my little sister, and we, my mom helped me lie, and my dad was pissed, and my sister's pissed, and nobody is ever going to be okay. But, yeah, that was my very first time ever drinking. <laughs> it was traumatizing. You know what I got from that? I, I got that... She was young enough to to have a cell phone when she was in high school. Like that didn't exist yet when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I got my first cell phone in seventh grade, seventh grade or eighth grade. But it was like one of those old um, flip phones where if you press the wrong button and tried to connect to the internet, your parents would kill you because it cost a lot of money and you had to pay per text. Oh yeah, I remember those days too. But now what I get away from this is like I tell my daughter, she's seventeen or. Close to 17. I'm like, if you get too drunk to drive, give us a call. Yeah. No, like, we, we all say so, that. Yeah, I'll, my I'll mom always be pissed off when we do it. No. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, I'm no, going to be mad when I get mom, the call, but I'm not going to get on your ass like you made the right choice. Yeah. yeah. No, my mom never told me that. My mom was basically just a abstain or die kind of mom. And not that, not that I'm faulting her. My mom's an amazing mom, but she was just kind of like a don't do it. It was never a call me if you need me kind of relationship. Right. It's and like, then, um, I don't think, she I don't held know it, if that she works. She held it over my head for years, yeah. held it over my head for years. And I'm like, mom, you know, now that I've got a kid, I'm like, I would handle that a lot differently. Right. No, I don't think, I don't know if that really works. Like it's like abstinence over like, just be careful. Like it's use precaution. Happen. It's going to happen. Know? And here's still these kids, man. They're they're like how how old is your is your kid, Brianna? My son is four. Four. Okay, so you're he's four. not drinking yet. He's not drinking. <laughs> no, not so yet. mine is twenty five. James wants to raise his hand real quick. Go ahead. I, know, I feel like I raised my hand to ask a question here. You don't like, raise it higher. You just right. talk. Yeah, I, I was like had my hand raised. And, I'm sorry. And Jan just yeah, jumps right he in. He does that sometimes. The, uh, he does it to me. The too. other questions or whatever. So uh, twenty five. I'm sorry. You want to say something, James? I lost my whole train of thought now. Uh, (laughs) Man, I cannot believe, like, when my son is 25, I'm going to be 52, 53. Oh, no, I'm I'm 43. Uh, Yeah, son's 25, daughter's 20. We're going this this weekend, 21st birthday, Nashville. What's up? We're going to see you here tomorrow. And then 14. And if you don't think right now the 14-year-old is not – thinking about drinking what you know whatever or or whatever you know it's it's there right these kids are pushing the envelope 24 7 uh so yes you will handle this way differently than and your mom did uh i i hope i hope you don't just go oh show up in the middle of the night it's pouring down your son's out there you're like get in the car who the hell is that girl i you know what i would love it i would love it and like <laughs> Like ten years, fifteen years from now, that I actually hear that story and go, you know what? I pulled up. It was raining. My son's out there, and I was like, "Who the hell is that? Get in the car!" You're right. So it'd be like a full circle. In my circle. mom's defense, like I was her first child. Obviously, I'm the oldest, and you know, she when she was in high school, 
she has told me multiple times she didn't have a whole bunch of friends. She wasn't like she she wasn't like, you know, completely unpopular or anything, but like she didn't have the same high school experience as I did. And so like maybe like, you know, that wasn't really a thing for her. And so for her, it was just kind of like, I want to protect my child at any cost. And I don't think she was thinking in that moment about, you know, what's better in the long run. No, what's no. A good, this That's is a good a, teaching moment. She yeah. was thinking, I had to take your sister out of bed and come pick you up and you've been drinking and you're 16 or 17 years old. And, you know, she was thinking in a, in a scared mom kind sure, of way. She wasn't sure. thinking in like a, you know, what's the best way to rear my daughter. It was like, no, oh no, my no. God, what yeah. the hell? My daughter's drinking for the first time, you know? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. No, it, 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 that's the way it is. James, you had a question you wanted to ask. Did you? I, I did remember it. So, you did. Uh, Go ahead. Let me let me circle back around. Yeah, uh, that's the terminology that we use. Uh, circle back in the yeah. uh, podcast. Circle the wagons. Circle it around. Yeah. Uh, we use that in corporate America too. Yeah, correct. That's where I picked it up as well. Okay. Uh, right. I, I w- well, first of all, uh, I was gonna. I thought the guy, the nerdy guy, with holding the umbrella. It's going to be like you're going to come back with the stories like that was my husband. I, I married him. him. And I oh married my God. Him. <laughs> but th- that never happened. So yeah. uh, I did meet my husband when I was in high school. But no, that was not the guy. Dang it. Mm. Okay. The, the second thing is that I'm probably going to get food poisoning tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> Mom, it's food poisoning. Like, I had night, it last weekend, wife. Uh, the weekend after that. Uh, uh, it's going to happen. It's again. food poisoning. Sorry, yeah. babe. I don't know what. I, he got Calling me Calling to work tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, Bri- Brianna, hey, we thank you uh, for taking time out of your schedule to sit down uh, with around the ro- round table here and discuss a little barbecue with us. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, the portion of the podcast that we just opened up to you. So this is uh, uh, your time to, if, if there's anything you want to discuss or if there's any questions that you may have or if there's any um, outlets social media-wise that you want to direct everybody to go to, uh, we're opening it up to you. Oh, wow. Put me on the spot. No, um, I honestly like, I think the the biggest thing that I want people to take away from like kind of this and like maybe getting to know me better and getting to like know more about me is that like, I think at the end of the day is like, I'm so, so thankful for, you know, this opportunity and like getting to like, getting to show something that I'm so passionate about and having people actually be interested in it, you know? A lot of people don't ever get that opportunity in their lifetime to kind of share their passion with, you know, such a big crowd. And I'm not the biggest TikTok creator in the world, but I've, I've gained, you know, a, a, a large following. I guess I hate following. I like to say I made 700,000 friends, you know, um, but it's like it's nice to be able to like kind of share that with a lot of people and have people honestly take my opinion seriously and, and think about what I do. Um, as far as like things coming up, I think the the biggest thing that I'm really focusing on right now is I'm currently writing for a website called smokedbarbecuesource.com and it's an established website. It's been around for, for years and I think they have about a million, a million hits a month. So it's, it's, you know, it's a legit website, but I got brought on to, um, I'm an author for that site now. And so I do blogs, I do recipe development. Um, I also do videos for their social media. And actually the last two videos that they've posted of mine have gone viral on TikTok, like 2 million, 3 million or 2 million and 1 million or something like that views. So that's exciting. But I think that's really kind of where I'm 
having the most fun right now is that I get to not only share my content on my channels, but I also get kind of a creative outlet where I can write and explain some of the theories behind what I do. Like I did this great article, you know, the styles of Texas barbecue, because people say Texas barbecue and they immediately think Aaron Franklin style central Texas barbecue, but you know, there's East Texas and South Texas, and there is, you know, there's so many different parts of Texas that have different styles of barbecue. And I think, you know, getting to write articles like that and getting to put stuff like that out there is something that I'm really leaning into and I'm really enjoying doing because it just gives me the chance to spend more than a, you know, a 60 second video where I'm trying to explain something is a lot different than getting to write an entire blog post about it. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably like the biggest thing that I've got up and coming that I'm, I'm really, really excited about. It's kind of like a little bit of a passion project, you know? I love that. That's something that we all think about and talk about, or whatever. And I mean, not all of us, but you know, John. John is a great writer, uh, and I, I really feel like he could do more of that for us. Uh, but he just he doesn't have enough time in his <laughs> day. Lazy, I know. Uh, but no, seriously, I I really I I I think that's awesome because uh, to sit there and 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 work on 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 your own blog. I mean. They, Anytime you put yourself out there like that, whether it be barbecue, a picture, a video, uh, your words, I mean, that is something that just, it lasts forever, right? And if, if one person gets something from that article or, or something that you wrote and put a video out with, I think, I think you've won. And, and it sounds like you're winning with, with millions of views on, on that, uh, on, on that uh, what, what was it called? Barbecue Nation? Barbecue smoke? Uh, smoke, smoke smoked barbecue source.com. Okay. Smoke barbecue. Um, I'm gonna look them up. But I think yeah. I think you just like literally hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Like you just described exactly why I mean money aside, obviously I'm not, you know Sure. I'm making money off social media, obviously. So there there's a there's a financial benefit to it. But I think the thing that I get the most joy out of is the fact that I'm able to teach people things, but I'm also able to like, like I've done some videos where, you know, I'm like my busy mom meals where it's not even barbecue. It's just me cooking in my kitchen. And I've had those videos get millions and millions of views and people will watch them and say, oh, hey, I'm going to try this. And I get, you know, really excited like, yay, somebody's going to try my recipe. And then maybe like a week later, they'll come back and I probably have had hundreds hundreds, if not maybe maybe thousands, honestly, of people come back and say, I made this and I loved it and my family loved it and now we're going to make it all the time. Or right. people watch me smoke a pork butt the way I smoke a pork butt. And people say, I tried this and it was the best pork butt I've ever smoked. Thank you so much. That honestly is worth like, don't get me wrong. I love the brand deals. I love the money. I love all of that. But at the end of the day, I think the thing that I get the most personal satisfaction from is people when they come back and they make a point or they or they cook what I cooked and they tag me in it. Like they post a video yep. or, or a photo on Instagram yep. or whatever. And they, they're like, I got this from Married to Barbecue and she like taught me how to do this and I loved it and blah, blah, blah. Like I get so much just genuine joy out of being able to positively influence people's 
you know, whether it be their opinions about barbecue or their actual cooking styles or just the recipe that I created. And when people actually go and do that, it, I mean, there's nothing in the world that makes me happier than that feeling, honestly, at this point in my life, with the exception, of course, my son, because he makes me happier than anything in the world. <laughs> right, right. No, definitely. Definitely. I, 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 you know what, I, you can hear it in your voice. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think that's probably the really coolest part about being able to blog about something because you, you can say it and, or you can do a video, but sometimes it's really hard to articulate exactly how you feel uh, and whatever. And some people are really good writers and they're able to put it all out there. You know, it, when you're, you know, a thousand words or, or whatever it is, I'm, I'm sure your content, you know, if you have a word limit or anything like that, but the same time you're able to put it out there uh where where some people can look at something and, and do it some people can read about it and do it uh my, my i would love to for maybe you do an article for us one day i don't know who knows we'll, we'll, hey, we'll commission a grab brisket yeah yeah no i would absolutely love that like i'm not in any exclusivity kind of thing um i love smoke barbecue source i love what they do i love writing for them and all of that but um i'm more than happy to whether whether it be, you know, writing for you guys or, you know, helping you guys with your website or helping you with marketing or whatever it may be. I and, I and I think that finally, like, really goes back into kind of the way I interact with other creators, um, especially since I've been kind of, like, more involved in Instagram. You know, in the last few months, I've, I've really kind of leaned into Instagram. And I've had some success there, but I've also gained a lot of, like, friendships and a lot of people in the barbecue community and I find that the barbecue community especially on Instagram not saying that the TikTok barbecue community isn't strong but Instagram is just a little bit different because the you know the ability to DM a little bit better and all of that um, people will come to me and they'll say hey this brand offered me x amount of dollars for this this and that and they're asking for this they're asking for that and I can kind of guide them and say Hey, I actually think it's probably worth this. Or hey, they want to whitelist it. They want to. They want to. You know, put promotional dollars behind that content. Like you got to charge more for that. And I, I guide a lot of people, and I tell them, hey, this is this is what you should be making, and this is what you should be doing. And it sounds silly, like you shouldn't give that away because, you know, why don't you just steal that brand deal out from underneath them and go write it yourself. But I actually get a lot of joy out of helping other people be successful. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, like, how did you grow so fast on TikTok? And how, like, lately, Instagram, my Instagram just, like, kind of blew up in a matter of a few months. Not blew up. I mean, I've only got 40-something thousand. But it, like, it, it grew pretty quickly. And people ask me, like, how are you doing this? How is this happening? And I, I share everything. You know, I'm very, very open. And I never, like I said earlier, you know, I don't try to gatekeep barbecue. And I don't try to gatekeep, you know, being an influencer or a content creator. Like, I think there's enough room for everybody to be successful in the space. And if I can help somebody else kind of get to that next level, like, I don't care if there's any money involved. I just get so much personal joy and satisfaction out of like being able to kind of help the people in the community around me. Nice. Hey, very cool, Brianna. Seriously, very cool. I, I'm super uh, excited that you had time to come on with us. Uh, we thank you so much. Uh, for yeah. you guys, please check out Married to Barbecue. We'll have all uh, the links in the description. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're, we'll plug all of your social medias. Um, and yeah, just keep doing what you do. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys taking some time to talk to me tonight. This was a lot of fun, honestly. 
Awesome, awesome. Definitely going to do it again. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back for Mary to Barbecue 2.0. Like, Part two. Part two. <laughs> I love Mary. it. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. we, 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 if we do that, we're going to play the theme song to Mary with Children, I think. No, we're not. No, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You get to pay like 10 grand. Co- uh, what do you call it? Copper? I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Know. We'll figure right. it out. Yeah, thank you so much. Y'all have a great night. Bye, Brianna. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Yeah, Passion. man. I mean, she's passionate about it. Yeah. You know, hey, listen, I, I you know, she, she made a comment earlier about, you know, that she could, uh, that she could, you know, she's like, I'm a talker and whatever. You know what? That's, that's what you need. You need to be a talker, uh, especially in social media and whatever else. And she's not, uh, she's not shy in, 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 in any way, James. But she's, she, she's, she's just passionate about it. Again. Yeah. I love it. You know what? And you know what? She is, I, I, I bet she's a great writer. Uh, for it, so yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to see what else she's going to be doing. Uh, it's super awesome for her to come onto the podcast. Uh, uh, really admire her and in her uh, social media um, business. I, I guess you would say that, hey, it's that, a business that she's created. Yeah, it's uh, a brand. Uh, super excited for her and uh, and her husband and and her husband. Uh, we, we should have had him on. We could ask them both like marital like like barbecue questions and whatever. That'd have been good. Right. Maybe yes. next time we'll do that. Yes, that's a good 2. idea. 2.0. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do that 2.0. Yeah. Uh, for the folks that are tuning in, hey, grab them the brisket, guys. Hey, go check out grabthebrisket.com. Uh, yeah. Uh, check out our merch store. Uh, check out some of the content. Hopefully, one day we'll get a blog up and we'll start blogging. I don't know if that's even a thing. We do have a blog. Yeah. It's on our uh, website. Um, yeah, I, I we know do. we do, but I mean, are we just waiting? It, just waiting know? for Jan to start writing articles. I can start for typing, it. brother. I, I, I wish can you type would. Thirty words, please. Maybe maybe that, fifteen that's words ha- a minute. That's all. So, all hey. Yeah. And, please, and please please uh, we've got all of our social medias on there, and we we do have a video now with our uh, our first video episode. I guess you should say it's up and running. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. on there, yeah. yeah. And I, I put I put a link on our actual website too, so yeah. you can find it, that. It's there. a uh, um, what would you say a whip? Uh, definitely what uh, work in progress. Work in progress. Oh, yes, it's definitely for sure. work in progress. We're still working uh, out on the uh, the video aspects of yeah. getting mm-hmm. us in, but once we get it lined up, it's definitely going to be most of all the podcasts that we do are going to be videoed. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to check them out on YouTube and yeah. we'll link them to all the other social media sites where you can kind of get little clips of it. But Absolutely. Uh, hey, we're, we're adapting. We're right. so growing. The first, one, the first one with Wee Man kind of looked like we did it with the eight millimeter camera or something. Yeah. But right. uh, we had that old school Nokia yeah. phone yes. that we busted out of the, uh, the junk drawer. <laughs> right. 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 The, the flip phone. Yeah. 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 Anyways. We, I mean, we played Snake right before we did it. Yeah, it's yeah. still a great episode. It yeah, definitely want to go check it out. It's actually a retro video, so we're actually artists. <laughs> okay, let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. Hey, wh- hey, thank you for choosing the Grand Brisket page. Uh, it's been awesome talking barbecue with you guys. Peace. Later, guys. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Suckle Buster's Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Coolie Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Dow Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.